three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Pierre. Oh man, thank you for having me. How you been? Catch me up. What what's twenty twenty two been like for you? Uh interesting. Um, interesting. You know, you um you you hear people say like next year is gonna be my year or or this is gonna be my year. Uh, but the work, you know, the year never comes out to be the year because they didn't put the work in before, right? You just people just think I'm gonna start working hard this year and this is my year. But uh really it's the build up. So 2022, uh, bro, it's phenomenal. You know what I mean? It's 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 on course. Are there bumps and, and hurdles and everything else? Absolutely. Um, but it's on it's on course, and it's because you know coming out of twenty and going into twenty one, um, it, it was it was preparation. There was a lot of work in it. There was a lot of stuff going on, right? A lot of work, and then you get to twenty two, things open up, and, mm-hmm. and now that work that was done in twenty twenty one now gets to show up in twenty two with, with, with some freedom. You know what I mean? It's some momentum behind it. So, man, so far, man, twenty twenty two has been phenomenal. Man, that's great to hear. And just for people that don't know you. Um, who do you say you are? I was like, man, I ain't never like, hold on, hold on. Let me, when you, when you say that, right. What do you, what do you mean? Like, give me a little more on that. Who do you say you are? Well, just a little bit on your background, like who it is that Pierre Evans is, um, who, like, who, who are you today? And maybe a background on where, where it is that you came from. Yeah. So who I, who I am today is, um, it's it's someone that I never I never thought I would see um, in, in in me, and the reason for it is the the come up the come up I, I couldn't see beyond like beyond my nose. You know what I mean? I, I was so I was so buried. I was so lost. So looking at where I am now, I'm grateful. Um, I'm humble, but I'm not satisfied. Right, and and it's because the the journey the journey that I came through it tells me that there's more. Right. It made me hungry for for more of the unknown because I never seen this. I come from, you know, a background of a high school dropout, could barely read, could barely write. Uh, wasn't for text message. I wouldn't send you a text. Right. Like like my spelling like is terrible. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and a lot of it is not as bad as I thought. I, I really had a confidence problem with it is better now that my confidence would up in it. Right. But coming from where I come came from and the overcoming the things I had to overcome. I'm excited to see what else I can get. And when I'm talking about overcome the homelessness, uh, you know, sleeping in cars, when I look at bottled waters now, they look different. Before a bottle of water used to, you know, I, I relate a toothbrush to it because I'm brushing my teeth, you know, outside, hanging out a car or in a corner somewhere with a bottle of water, tooth, toothbrush and toothpaste. Right. So the bottle of water was different for me. Like, that's what I that was my sake. Uh, now, you know, I get to I get to drink it. And for some people, they're like, yeah, what do you mean? It's about what? No, like there's a story behind this. There's a history. So I I learned to look at everything in my life, not be upset about the past, not be, you know, obsessed with it or or get lost in it. But like, yo, what what lessons? They say success leaves clues. Why can't my life leave leave, leave clues too? Right. Like like for me, and and I'm not saying it's the clue that's going to put you over the top. My clues that I left might not be for you. I don't. But but they're for me. Because it shows me, yo, you was in this situation. You came out of it. Cool. Don't worry about the situation. Focus on the fact you came out of this situation. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at my past, that, that's what it is. So where I come from and where I am now, man, I just I just want to know. I'm excited to know as as I grow, how long of my life can I go into my past life to find lessons in my own clues? So now when I'm in conversations with people, I can I can really grow the lesson. Right. Some people get a lesson in their life and, and don't know how to use the lesson. You know what I mean? You just you just go through it like you go through school. You took all these tests, but you really don't know what the test was for. When I heard science was to help with your uh, uh, constructive, your critical thinking, science helps with critical thinking. I'm like, yo, I never knew that. It sounds interesting. Just knowing as critical. Thinking. What you mean? I right. want to hear now. Right. So we go through all these lessons in our life, man. And we we never break them down. We never dissect them. We never pull out what the lesson was meant to teach us. And sometimes the lesson that you're learning is not for the moment. It's for later. So when you go back and look at it and have a conversation with somebody else, they're like, yo, oh my goodness, listen, you don't even know when you did this, you was really using this type of skill. When you did this, this is called this. And I'm like, yo, hold on. Like that's they, like they, that's a name for that in corporate somewhere. I've mm-hmm. been doing this all my life. Mm-hmm. So the language barrier, it really screws us up, man. So for me, looking at you know where I am grateful, humble, you know, not satisfied. I want more. And I, and I want it out of, I want more out of the, the, the clues that I left so I could teach more. I like that. So I, I guess I believe I first met you about five years ago through brief university, the community started by Dr. Eric Thomas and just seeing you go from a motivational role where you're inspiring other people and also like turning it around and inspiring yourself. Like what's a lesson that you learned from that time that you can look back on now just within the last two years? And like, what's a lesson that you've been able to refer back to and kind of apply to yourself? A a lesson as as far as out out of Breathe University? Well, just from the time that you were in Breathe University or just like over over the, the last couple of years of your life, like being out of homelessness and then just developing yourself like as a speaker, as the person that you are now, are there any lessons that come to mind that now that you're aware of them, you you've used that one more time when like all of a sudden the world is upside down. Like you talked about the work where you just had to put in the work on your own versus like, okay, you have this opportunity that's in front of you, or now you don't have an opportunity. So it's like, am I going to work in preparation or in hopes that there's something, there's going to be a future versus just like, well, I only work for the opportunities that I know are coming. And it's like, now that I'm not clear on whether there's going to be an opportunity or not. Maybe I just don't do the work. Maybe I, I take a break. I just pat myself on the back. Yeah, no, l- listen, man. The uh, I think I, I did that for a long time. For a long time, I was looking at, at what I wanted and I wasn't focused on the work. So there was more time going into preparation. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm preparing for something. I'm taking notes for this. I'm going to this conference and that conference and going here and going here, but I'm missing the work. And, and it's like law of attraction, right? People are like, oh, and they, they start thinking all of this stuff and I want this and I want that. And, you know, they close their eyes and they do the vision boards, but they, they don't put the work behind it. Mm-hmm. So for, for the, the, the one of the lessons was, was stay uncomfortable, right? Stay uncomfortable because every time I was comfortable, I was in a space of, I was in a space where there was no worries. 
I was in a space where there wasn't no risk, but I was only in a space of no worries and no risk because I already went through the mess of the, of the worries and the risk that allowed me to be comfortable like I am in this moment. So if I'm enjoying this moment, in order to get more of these moments, I had to become more in, in touch and, and, and more connected to being uncomfortable. Once I, once I got connected to being uncomfortable and I'm like, yo, we're one, we belong together. Like it's me and you, right? People run around like, yeah, I got a twin. We're so close. We repeat sentences. Cool. Being uncomfortable is a twin. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's a better twin. I'm a twin that, that follows the bigger, the, the, the bigger twin. It was born a little before me. So it sees things that I don't see before I see it because it's older. Right. So like, like listen, I, I create all these like analogies in, in my head that make sense to me. And once I buy it, once I buy into it, now I can now I can push it. Sometimes, man, we try to take on other people's philosophies, other people's movements and other people's thought process that, that doesn't really relate to us. And it doesn't mean what they're doing is, is wrong. It just means it, it doesn't. The, the chemistry, the pH is off. You know what I'm saying? And when the yeah. pH is off, our bodies are gonna, our bodies are not going to be right together. So if, if, if that's the case and, and it's off. How I get it on? You see what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I just want to be—I want to be uncomfortable, and I want to stay uncomfortable because that is where the growth for me comes. Hmm. It, it, some some people can be comfortable, and that's where they execute best. Mm-hmm. Some people need a little pressure to execute best. It's funny with me, right? Because you know how you got like the the disc assessment, and you're a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, when 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 I'm saying that being uncomfortable is is great and, and, and I love it. I, I don't, I don't, I want to be clear. I don't love being uncomfortable. Right. I love the side effect of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The side effect means that I'm not the same person I was before I started this journey. So now let's, let, let's, let's go back. Let's look at this, right? If, if, if you know that when, when you're done with the journey, whether you win or lose, you're a better person. Do you care if you win or lose? Uh, I've got to think no, on that. Right. I'm not obsessed with winning or losing. Right. I hear the word. Like, you see what I'm saying? I got an opportunity to learn. I don't, I, it's not the, I, I changed the way I hear a word, what, what that word means to me, because words are power, but they're only power if I give it to you. Right. Because right. if a little baby jumped on here right now and said, Pierre, you, you effing punk. I'm like, hello, man. Wow. <laughs> right. You look at me like, yo, you effing punk. I'm looking at you like, what? But why? Like, why, why can't I give you the same reaction as, as I just gave the baby? Because it makes me extremely uncomfortable to feel like a punk. Right. But what makes me feel like a punk? And what is a punk? You see what I'm saying? So I'm just dissecting this thing all the way down because I want to become, I want to be uncomfortable. But my goal is to, my mission is to become comfortable with every uncomfortable situation. That's the biggest lesson that I got, man, for, for like the last, I don't know, five years, man, probably like five years ago. Um, yeah. It's in the book, man. It's a Hood University lesson, man. Focus, you know, uh, stay uncomfortable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's a university lesson. Well, I mean, just that when when you talk about the being comfortable with the uncomfortable, like the first time I heard that, I was like, that sounds good. But like you said, talking about really making making a philosophy that you might hear from someone else, like making it your own, like developing your own philosophy, it means that much more. Like some something I, I came across over this weekend was um, some principles about relationships. And it was talking about 
maybe external relationships, but I've been looking more internally, similar to what you said. And the first one was dealing with conflict. And I think whenever you're dealing with situations that are uncomfortable, there's usually some sort of conflict. And if you want to be comfortable, the safe thing in, in some situations is you delay the conflict. But the more you delay it, it multiplies and it creates other conflicts that when you look at it, it's like, well, it's, it's way too much for me to deal with now. As to where if you deal with it right there and then, you become a better person. It, it, it doesn't, it might not feel great at the moment, but you're better for dealing with that. And I, I've heard you say one thing before is like breaking down things to the I might be butchering this, but breaking it down to like the bare minimum to the ridiculous. And it's like making something that seems so big, so, so small to where you're like, okay, I can deal with that. Even if I don't like it, like I know I can take this small bite and just that small bite might get me to take another bite and another bite. And like that, that when you say that, that, that makes sense in that way. And the fact that you're able to internalize that and you're, you're working on that being comfortable with what's uncomfortable, because it's like, when I think of uncomfortable, it's people say, picture you're giving a presentation and you just butt naked. It's like, that's uncomfortable, but like picture you're out in the ocean and you realize you can't swim. And you're, you're struggling for air. It's like, that's uncomfortable. Or like picture someone's confronting you about like the little baby. It's like, if a little baby just out of the blue cusses you out, like you could be having all kinds of other thoughts going through your mind of like, wait, is that like literally a baby's just talking to me? Like what's going on? But like, like, is this a prank or like what, what, like you just start sweating, your head starts getting hot. It's like, this is uncomfortable, <laughs> but like having experience. But think about, but think yeah. about this, right? Because think, think about this, because you, you said something. You said you was given different examples of, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you know that everything you named as being uncomfortable for somebody is extremely comfortable? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like when you're like, yo, somebody's just walking outside and they, they, they naked, ain't nothing on. Yo, somebody, they, they cool. They got, the, they got a whole beach for that. They got resorts where people can go and just walk around with nothing on. So... If, if somebody is comfortable in a space, that means that that comfort does live there. You see, you see what I'm saying? Some yeah. people get comfortable in a space and just stay in the space. So you keep doing what you've been doing out of comfort and convenience. Mm. So you never go after what you want. You settle for what's in front of you because it's comfortable to just get it done right now, not have to deal with it. But ask yourself, is what you're doing in this space maximizing the moment? So if I if, if me becoming uncomfortable, if I only got uncomfortable because I settled, I didn't maximize the moment. There's still room there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was playing Angry Birds before. And when I was playing, you get I think it's like three stars, right? You can get mm-hmm. one, two or three stars. And I was going through each board. And when I went through each board, I didn't realize that I can get up to the three stars. One star lit up. I'm like, oh, I passed it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then I got all the way to the end. I, I was probably like, I don't know, in the middle somewhere. And then I realized I got two stars somewhere, but I didn't get two stars on nothing before. So I'm like, hold on, you can get two stars? Yeah. So maybe you can get more. Now I'm like, yo, how do you get the two? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I could have passed it with just the one yeah. and say, yo, I beat the game. But did I beat the game or did the mm-hmm. game beat me? You know what I'm saying? I settled for what it gave me, but there was more room here. 
So let's look at every everything that we do. If I'm comfortable, if I'm comfortable, how'd I get here? How did this happen? I want to dissect it. What came before my comfort? If you if you never know what comes before what you have, that means you didn't document the process. That means it's hard for you to repeat it and you did it on accident. I don't want to become comfortable on accident. I want to become comfortable on intention on purpose. So I'm making, I'm making, I'm being intentional about every intention that I do. You see what I'm saying? So there was a time when I couldn't get on a video and I couldn't talk on the video. I'm sitting there like, oh my God. I remember my, my, my coach said to me, he said, yo, send me CJ. He said, yo, send me a, a, a two minute video. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know how hard it was to talk for two minutes. Now I can't shut up in two minutes. You know what I'm saying? So two minutes now, I could do two and a half hours and it's like I just did two minutes. So the 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 place of being uncomfortable, yo, know, know how you got comfortable and then document it. And now watch this. This is the craziest thing. You can show people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can show people how to do it. But if you never do it, you're just a sole producer. And that that that's what's creating my pivot right now. Right. My pivot. Yeah. I, I want you all to understand this. And then I think this is like. I said it the other day, man, but you're like the second, I think you're the second person I'm saying it to. Um, I've been, I've been in the, in the car business for like 12 years, man. I took like three years off, four years off, you know, just working on business and COVID came and COVID did what it did. Um, and, and I didn't go digital before that. And so, so on, so on. Right. So it destroyed mm-hmm. what I had, I had to rebuild some stuff up, but I had, I ended up going back to the car business. And when I went back to the car business, the minute my foot hit the floor. Yo, something like something like shot through my leg. Like, no, some people be like, yo, how you do that? Like, I could, this is like, this is what I'm saying. Like something that's uncomfortable for somebody else is extremely comfortable for somebody else. And when I walked in that bill, I'm like, yo, hold on. Like, I like this. When I had to go in and take my first turn and close a deal for one of my salespeople, I'm like, yo, hold on. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like, like, this is natural to me, right? So it made me think, I'm like, all this time, I've been in the car business, I've been developing as a speaker, I'm going into schools and I'm speaking and, and I'm on the motivation, right? I was teaching the, I was teaching the part of my life that I recognized already, that I, I came from an inner city, I was homeless, high school dropout, couldn't read, couldn't write, and, and, I, and I got to a level of success where I, I made six figures, right, on, on a GD. And I'm like, hold on. How'd I do this? And I said, my confidence, my mental toughness, right? By my self-esteem, like I put it to another level and I fought and I fought I'm in a different space. I was in a different zone, right? I said, I can teach that. So I, I begin to teach it, but I was neglecting the fact that, yo, I developed a skill where I know how to sell. I, I know how to, and, and people think sell is a bad word, right? Whatever you want to call it, sell, get people involved, whatever it is. I know how to close the deal. I know how to get to the deal. And then through this journey, I got, I, I got like over 15 people, 20 people that I helped to make, get, get to six figures in the car business. And that was just like, not even being intentional. Just say, yo, this, this, that, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, hold on. So the motivating part, right? I, I know how to go in there. I know how to sign, I know how to close the deal. Let me take all of this. And now let me give it to the salespeople. Let me see what that, let me see what that does. And I started to watch it. And I'm like, Ooh, I, I've been neglecting myself. And I've been robbing other people because I got so caught up into, I just want to go to schools, speak to students. I want to help them get out of the the environments they're in. I want to help them to do what I did if that's what they want, because this is what I know. I want to show it to them. But I was leaving out the, 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 the business, the car side of it, the sales side of it. So now I'm like, yo, hold on. I'm going to show you how to do this. 
And then any state you go to, you want to make 10, 15 grand. Like that's that you can do that easy. Any state you go to, I, I can show you how to do it. It's not a lot of money. What's going to change your life, but it's going to open your mind to where you're going to start to see life different. And there's other things you can do. So imagine going, and this is, so I started to think about it and break it down. Right. Imagine you take a, a, a single mom that got, that got, that got young kids and she's doing it on her own and single dads too. Like, I'm not like blocking anybody out, avoiding anybody out. Right. Again, I'm just talking like where I come from. Right. Right. And I ain't had my like my pops wasn't there. Right. So I like this a different conversation. So when you're working with a with a mom that got kids and you can give her son a tool that he can take anywhere, if he wants to get out that business, he can take that same skill somewhere else. The level of confidence to be able to talk to anybody, ask them whatever you want to ask, say whatever you want to say. The power of that is, is through the roof. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able to do that. And create a and create a, a, a army, right? Of, of of young men and young women who say, "Wow, I'm not in the car business, but the skills that I learned based yeah. off of this, in, yo, I can take it anywhere." That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the drive now behind everything that I'm doing, man. I I want to give what I what what I learned and what I know. Oh, it's crazy! So the podcast is coming. The podcast yeah. is coming, and we giving like we giving the game. We giving the game in the podcast. I promise you, giving the game away. I love it. It's like let me know if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah. To me, it sounds like you went from like you you lived your life, and then in living your life, you saw you had a gift or a talent that you could share and speaking with people. But to some point, it's like the activity of just speaking, the activity of motivating, Mm -hmm. it only got to like one level. But then when you realize that in doing the activity, you built up a process, like this is how you got here. And in realizing, okay, I got here speaking to students, going to different schools, now I'm going to get into the car industry and I can still speak to people. I can close the deal. But yeah. knowing that I can take the same skill that I had here, apply it to a different activity mm-hmm. and have similar success, it motivated you more to be able to give that to someone else and say this same. It's not just about the activity of selling a car or motivating somebody, but it's a, this is a tool that you can use yourself in this way to multiply what it is that I'm able to do for me. You can do that for you too. So, so you're, you're there. Um, but let, let's, so I was in the car business before I even started speaking. Mm, right. Okay. okay. The, the, the thing is, and this is why when we're talking about the, the, the confidence side, right. The mental toughness, the, the self-esteem, when I got in the car business, bro, I didn't like, I didn't like people. And I'm saying like, let's be very clear. I didn't like people. I grew up, I grew up around, a. uh, a, a short number of people, man, six, seven people, mm-hmm. right? I had people murdered. I had people go, go, go to jail. My crew was very small. I ain't trust nobody outside of my crew. If, if we wasn't talking about how we going, how we going to get it in this game, we didn't talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So my whole conversation was in a box. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation taught me how to survive in the streets, how to make money in the streets, how to come up. Right. That that's all I learned all my life. So when it was time, to go and do something else. When I had to break away from there, I had to get the courage to go from where I was known, to go from where I was making a lot of money to now I got to go somewhere and expose the fact that I don't even have a GED yet. I can't mm-hmm. even really read. Like my reading is screwed up. My spelling's bad. My spelling's messed up because coming from like my enunciation, I don't enunciate words, right? So because I don't enunciate words, right? When I'm spelling it, I'm leaving letters out. I'm 
putting letters in that don't even belong there. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I had all of these things to overcome. So when I when I when I decided to start speaking, I'm speaking on what I know. I know how to leave a ghetto. You know what I'm saying? I know how to go from being a dope boy to not being a dope boy. Mm-hmm. I know the, the 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 peer pressure you're gonna face when you're dealing with your people that 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 you grow with, and they telling you like, "Yo, you different now." Like, yo, like you almost act like you ain't one of us. Like you ain't never been here. You ain't never done that. Like these are the pressures that we got to face before we can go out and grow life. When you come from these inner cities, people always tell you, yo, go do this, go do that. Bro, you ain't never been here. Do, like, do you know what it's like to, to not, to, to not be educated, like to not have a formal education and not know that the education you're learning inside of your hood environment, you can use in corporate, you can use in business, but you don't know because nobody tells you. They just tell you, yo, the way you live is wrong. You out here selling drugs. You you shoot, you doing, bruh, you didn't come from where I come from. You don't understand these trenches. You trying to give me all these books and tell me, go read, bruh, I never studied. I never did a book report. Like you, I don't know how to do this. So if you can't give me a blueprint, and, and I don't need the whole blueprint, but give me step one. And that's why I'm always telling everybody, the first thing you got to do is separate yourself from everybody. You got to get by yourself so you can get back to your original form. Right. Because I wasn't the dude. I wasn't the dude I, I became because I wanted to. I felt as though I had to in my environment. Before I became the dude that, I, that, that was a character that I created, mm-hmm. that was an image that I created, that was a superhero I created. I was the original superhero. You see what I'm saying? But we never look at ourselves. I was the original. I'm taking out people's trash. I'm being nice to all the old ladies. I'm bringing groceries upstairs for everybody. I ain't want nothing. They just gave me some money because I helped out. But then there was a shift and I got attracted to, to the glitz, the glamour, the, to the fancy cars, the leather coats, the, 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 the big knots in the pocket, right? Like the money. I'm talking like money. You couldn't even fold it. You had to leave it straight with the three rubber bands and slide it in your pocket. I'm looking at that and I'm like, I want that. Mm. I'm looking at my mom. She's struggling. She broke. She's trying to give me advice. How are you giving me advice? And you broke. So, and, and listen, it is no, no shot at right. my mom, but this is right. what happens when, when you see these young men, these young women, seeing these people doing these things in an environment and then you go home and, and your family's struggling, but you hear these people out here talking all the good stories. Cause we never talked to struggle in the streets. We talk right. about everything else. That's for me was a complete disconnect. So I said, I'm going to teach how do we separate ourselves and how do we put ourselves in the headspace to where we can build our life. We can build the life that we want. But in the meantime, I was building me for the next level. Right. So when I got in the car business in 2011, I'm building me 11, 2012. I'm building me for the next level. I don't even know what it's going to do yet. I didn't know the car business was going to produce for me the way it did. I just knew that. I'm standing out here and it reminded me of the block. I'm standing out here, customers, people are coming and I'm looking at them like they're custies. They're just clean now and got good teeth. Right. I'm like, yo, I got a product for you, but I don't got to reach in my nuts to grab the product. I don't got to worry about the cops coming around the corner with me handing you a product. I'm selling you a car that somebody else bought. So now I got all this work on consignment. Now the parking lot is no longer a dealership. It's the block for me. Mm-hmm. So when people see me coming in, I'm doing 300 hours a month. They telling me, go home. You crazy. They're like, yo, you don't like your family or something. I'm like, bro, I grew up being on the block from morning to night. Why am I leaving when I got all this free work? Mm-hmm. My first month I worked three weeks. My check was like $7,300. I'm like, yeah, I got 7,300, 7,300 this month. And I ain't had to go to, I ain't had to go to jail getting shot at nothing. 
Right. I'm like, yo, yo, it was all uphill from that. You know what I'm saying? When I started to get to a buck 50, buck 80, yo, come on, man. What? Like, I'm looking at everybody hustling. I'm like, yo, that's dumb. That looks mm-hmm. stupid to me. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I had to go through the transition. And when I went through it, then I had to recognize it. Right. Once I recognized it, then I had to say, how is this teachable? Once it's teachable, I had to sit down and figure out how to make it duplicatable. So mm-hmm. I had to go in and help other people do it, document that process. And I'm like, yo, I got it now. Not only am I giving you the mindset, am I putting you on another level of mental toughness, another level of confidence, right? Right. But I'm also now going to give you the other piece of it to go along. But I couldn't give that to you until I seen it clearly. Right. I see it now. And now I'm giving the next piece away. So now I'm putting that with that. Oh, my God, bro. It's going to be crazy. It's because I see it working. Right. (laughs) I think. Okay. I think. Going going back to what what you mentioned at first, that critical thinking, like yeah. actively critically thinking, without knowing that you're actively critically thinking, because you talk about growing up homeless, spending your time on the block, and then you already know what the risks are that come with that. So you're constantly you work to a point to where you get comfortable being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like having to have drugs on you having to be in a position where you're always looking over your shoulder to think, is the police coming? Like, is something, am I going to make it home today? But now you get a chance to be in an industry where it's like, I've never been there, but now I remember the skill of I'm here for this amount of time. And now, although I'm uncomfortable being in this new environment, I don't have the same stress of, is someone going to come after me? It's like, this is a safe environment. Although it's uncomfortable, it's what I learned there, I can apply here. And you going through that process to say, oh, okay, like this is the block. This like this is the new block. Mm-hmm. Like that, how like what what did it feel like for you when that, I guess when that switch went off? I, I know I don't I don't want to say like when was the one time this thing, but it, it seems like sometimes when you're you're going through something, like when you're mm-hmm. you're struggling through it, like they hire you at the dealership, you show up the first day, like you see how people are dressed. Maybe like you had to go to the store, get the polo, or like you had to wear the dress shirt and you're like, man, I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't know about this, but like a few weeks go by, like those first three months go by, and you're like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm using what I know. And then when you're getting the results from what you know, it's like, like what, what's that feeling when the gears start to turn? You're like, this is just like that. Yeah. It, it's, um, so this is the thing, bro. You it turns like it, the light bulb went on it. It clicked when it happened. I, I don't know because I was in another fair. You see them. So I get to the dealership, bro. It, like I have a problem, like, you know, dressing fly, you know what I mean? Putting on some, mm-hmm. putting on some slacks, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a polo, like that's light, no big deal. Right. It was once I, once I looked at it as the block, I was, I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I became comfortable because I, I related it to something that put me in a beautiful space. I was cool. The problem was I identified a new problem. So every level you can have new problems, right? That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at it. I had to go up to all these older white people and shake their hand. I'm a big dude. My beard was bigger. I'm, I'm, how you doing? And I ain't never talked to nobody, bro. I had a whole new fear to overcome. Mm. That was the uncomfortable part. Now, now listen, day one, the GM said, he was like, yo, go out there on the pad. He was like, yo, just go get a customer, bring them in. I'm like, easy. I'm mm. looking, I'm looking, I'm counting the cars. I'm counting the cars as if they're pieces. 
Mm. I'm like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. I'm about to kill him this month. But then when the dude pulled up and jumped out the car, he looked like the police. And I'm looking at him like, whoa, I want to go talk to him. Somebody else went to go talk to him. Right. And I did it again. And somebody else went to go talk to him. And then I went to go talk to the people and my handshake was off because we shake a little different. Right. Right. And not saying you got to change everything about you, but it was a little off. So I started to look and I'm like, man, how to enter, how to like introduce yourself to people. So my, my biggest thing then was become comfortable with introducing yourself to people. I broke it. When I say break it down to the ridiculous, bro, I'm telling you, keep this thing simple. I, I can't think about selling you the car if I can't introduce myself to you the right way. So I started walking around the dealership and I would say hi to everybody every morning. Every morning I'm coming in, I'm shaking hands, I'm saying hi to everybody. The minute people started, stopped, stopped looking at me as I was a, as if I was a weirdo, because I was going to say hi to everybody. If I never got past that point, because I, I swear, I think for like a week, they looked at me like I'm a weirdo. Like, I don't even know you. Like, hey, how you, okay, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And I came back the next day. And I came back the next day, the next day. And then finally, they was like, hey, how you doing? Man? Yo, what's your name? I never got it. Oh, Pierre. Blah, blah, blah. But when they said, what's your name? It caught me off guard. Like, I forgot my name because I, I wasn't getting nothing. I'm like, oh, Pierre. Right. And they're like, yeah, man, good to meet you. And I kept doing this and I kept doing this. But what I what I realized is, and I, and I told you, this is why you got to break it down. I realized the thing that made that happen was I was consistent. Mm-hmm. I was consistent and I was consistent in being uncomfortable. So I would do it every morning. And then it got to the point where I missed the morning because I felt as though my mission was accomplished. Right. Mm-hmm. So so watch how the lessons keep building. They keep stacking. We're stacking lessons of your of your growth. I, I didn't go and say hi to everybody. So. Dude walked in. He was like, yo, I didn't think you was here. You ain't come by this morning. He was like, yo, you feeling all right? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yo, I'm good, bro. I'm like, yo, man. And I got up and went around and did it with, and, and said hi to everybody. They were so used to. So now I'm, I'm, I'm they, they're looking for me and I'm like, okay, my mission's done. No, you, you got to keep doing what you've been doing because mentally it's going to make you shift. That's why now to this day, I say hi to the janitor, the waiters, the waitress to everybody, because when I'm shaking your hand and I'm looking at you, I'm practicing. I'm keeping myself to where this is comfortable. Let me go get uncomfortable. Some right. of y'all create uncomfortable spaces unnecessarily. And this is why you won't create un- uncomfortable spaces that will give you growth. You create uncomfortable spaces that give you nothing, mm. nothing but misery, misery. Right. Instead of creating uncomfortable spaces. So after the misery, you're better. Right. You see what I'm saying? That, that's how I'm looking at this whole process. So as, as, as this this happens and I'm stacking one thing on the other, I went around, shook everybody's hand. I'm like, yo, how can I get an expression now? How can I get a reaction out of these people? I already got them to know me now. I need a reaction. Mm-hmm. So I started looking up handshakes. Why? Because in the hood, we never shake like, hey, how you doing, buddy? It's, there's always something to it. There's a movement. There's something like, yo, right. what's good? And depending on the level of the relationship, the movement is different. Right. So therefore... I said, yo, let me just stop messing with handshakes. And then I, I, I seen this one handshake and this where you take the finger. I think, what's that? The index or the ring yeah. or whatever. Yeah, index, your index right? finger. <laughs> when you shake hands, you put it over the over the wrist right there over the palm to where mm-hmm. you can feel the pulse. Yo, do you know I got so many compliments on the handshake? I was like, it was like, oh, nice handshake. Oh, nice shake. They was like, oh, that's different. I'm like, yo, okay, I, I'm, I'm here now. Right. So now I can say hi to you. I got a handshake where I stand out. Boom. What's next? Right. You know what I'm saying? Stop worrying about the big, yo, the big, the big picture has nothing to do with you. You're so close. You can't even see the whole picture. Just see the piece. 
Mm. And I'm saying and focus on the piece that you're on. That's where the magic happens, man. Right. I, what, I guess what's so beautiful about that, I almost missed it because you mentioned when you had to change environments, you came from an environment where your circle of people was small. Yeah. And now when you're at the dealership, you have to talk to people you've never met before. So instantly your circle increases like tenfold. Like, And now not only that, but in going out and saying, okay, how do I sell a car? I need to be able to introduce myself to someone. And then just getting comfortable and saying like, the only way I'm going to get comfortable with this uncomfortable thing is I got to be consistent with it. And then it's like, just going and doing that every single day. And then when you notice that, okay, I, I met my goal, I'm good. But then when someone asks you like, hey, what's going on? You recognize like, oh, okay. Like, no, I, I'm not good. Because what I became, all of a sudden, I, I changed from this is the person I want to become. And then once I became that, because I stopped doing what got me here, it's like almost, almost lost a step or took a step back. So then you're like, okay, how do I improve on it? What am I doing? I'm introducing myself. How can I introduce myself? It's like, well, I already know where I come from. We do it like this. Like, how do you do it here? Like just that, just the the simplicity of that. I think it it's very powerful because like I I wouldn't have thought before to say, okay, like whenever you go and you shake your hand, I've always learned like you want to give a firm handshake knowing that like I'm here, I'm present. Like you look into the person's eyes, but like that's a whole nother thing just with your index finger of all things, like just you feel the pulse and now you're making like a an impact on people where they're like, oh, you you just taught me something. And like it's actually the uh I I, I shook someone's hand one day and it was like, oh, you doing such and such fraternity. I'm like, no, because that's the, <laughs> that's this shake. It's, it's I guess they call it like the lion claw or something, right? Mm. I, I didn't know. And it, I don't care, right? Right. That, 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 and, and that's the whole thing. Man. I think my GED is my superpower. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I used to be embarrassed to be like, I got a GED. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got a high school diploma, I graduated. Yeah. I don't know how the hell I did. I got a GED. Yeah. And if, if I would have went through school, if I would have went through school and graduated and walked the stage, I wouldn't be PA. Mm-hmm. There would be people out here right now. Like I was talking to my little cousin, man. And, uh, you know, I spent some time with him and, and, and my man, my man crossed the number, you know what I'm saying? He crossed the line. And, and I'm like, yo, do you know how, like my eyes is going to get watery, but like, do you, do you understand like how that is like for the rest of his life, for the rest of his life, he can go anywhere and use that skill. And this guy, this guy, this guy with the GED, this, this ex drug dealer, this, this ex, this, this dude that they said will never amount to nothing mm-hmm. changed the life, like impacted, impacted the, the, the family. Like I'm going to change the family tree. His, his son lived different because of the income he made. You see what I'm saying? Because he spent time with me and I wasn't stingy and gave it to him. There's, there's people, man. I got, I got some right now. She, she bought a dealership. She got a, she got a, she got a mom and pop dealership. She's doing numbers. I got somebody right now, 19, they're going to cross a hundred this year at 19. You wow. see what I'm saying? I got, yo, I got, I got people. I promise you like this. I'm not afraid to lose. I, people looked at me and looked down on me all my life. I don't care if you look down on me and don't want, and don't want to purchase with me. I don't care if you think the way I carry myself is not like it's not uh, suitable in your eyes. I don't care. 
I've been homeless. I see my cousin stretched out with 22 rounds in him. I watch my man kidnapped, left in the bush. Like, yo, don't, I don't care what you feel about me. And when I'm talking to people, I want you to be able to get the pain you have and never again in your damn life say, yo, this is the worst moment of my life. When my cousin was stretched out, I will never have a worse moment than that. I don't care who dies. I don't care who I see. I will never have a worse moment. Why? Because I sold myself on it gets no worse than that. You see what I'm saying? Like when you sell yourself on something, yo, it's hard to get you away from it. When, when a woman wants a man, a young girl wants a man or her friend, no, 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 no. And she wants him or he wants her. Yo, you're not breaking that chain. It's over. You see what I'm saying? And the more you try to break it, the stronger it becomes. So when you try to break me away from what I'm, what I'm going after and what I want, yo, the stronger it becomes. But listen to watch this. This is what happens. We get so connected and, and, and we, we get so hooked on what it is we're doing. We, we, we forget that what we're doing is only to push us to the next thing. What we're doing right here is a season. It could be a week. It could be five years. It could be 10. But at some point you catapult from it. That is, is the lesson that I had to learn. I was afraid to make a pivot and like, man, if I'm going from talking about this to talking about this, and now people are like, yo, you was over here on this, now you on this. And I'm like, hold on, it's all together. And why am I worrying about what the hell you thinking about when I know this is what helped me to change lives, not just mine, but other people. Right. I took four years off, funded my whole business. I ain't asked nobody for a dime, ain't nobody. I don't have not one damn loan in my business, not from the book to the, not from anything. You understand? Like I funded that, like I funded that all off of the dealership and they never missed the bill. I funded that joint. You see what I'm saying? So with, with, with that, when I look at that, bro, I'm like, yo, come on, man. You gotta be kidding me. It's not just about the book. It's about the mental shift I had to make to get the book. The book was a side effect of the mental adjustments. Right. And what's interesting is I, as I'm looking at your book with the title that says, they counted me out. Yeah. Um, when I when I think about it, sometimes maybe you can help me answer this. Do you ever, whenever you think they counted me out, do you ever reflect it on yourself and think I counted me out? Absolutely, it's a play on words. So mm. um, they counted me out. That that's what I seen at first mm. because we always blame, right? It's always somebody's fault. Somebody did it. I gave them the ammunition, right? Let's talk about the side effect, right? Like the side effect is the big thing. They counted me out, yeah, but the side effect was I gave them the ammunition to count me out. I ain't show up for school like I was supposed to. Mm. Uh, you know, I ain't listen like I was supposed to. My ruse was the ruse, right? I, I, I lived as I wanted to. I, I didn't care what anybody thought. So I gave them the ammunition to count me out. So when I take away the ammunition, no longer could they count me out. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, when I'm saying them, but I feud them. So let me, let me, let me put some water on their fire. No mm -hmm. gas. Let me put water on the fire and put gas on my life. That's where the adjustment came. So they counted me out. Yeah, it's a play on words. Mm, I like that. I like that. Because the reason I asked that is because for me right now, I'm I'm spending time looking in the mirror. And I'm one, I guess I'm I'm spending a little less time blaming, blaming or complaining, but I'm practicing gratitude in the sense of just being grateful for the person that I see, no matter if I'm happy in that moment or if I'm um, dejected or if, if I'm not like, oh, like I don't even want to look, but it's like enforcing myself to look in the mirror and saying, I appreciate you for being you. And I'm going to appreciate you even in the moments that you don't 
think you matter or you don't want to be here. Like just starting that process that's like very uncomfortable in the beginning. It feels like after doing it, even just like <laughs> it's like I'm running past my shadow, not even wanting to look. I'm like, okay, you matter. I, I, I think you matter. And then it becomes from like, I think you matter to like, I know you matter. And then I it's like I, I stop seeking so much external validation to where it's like I'm waking up every morning and I'm validating myself to where I, I don't feel the need to chase after someone and say like, okay, everything's all right. If I just talk to this person today, like if this person acknowledged, yeah. but no, it's like, okay, I woke up, mm -hmm. left the house or didn't leave the house. But like, I woke up, I acknowledged myself before I went to bed, I acknowledged myself. And after doing that for a period of a week more and more, it's like, I, I've kind of gotten that comfortability being uncomfortable. It's like, Maybe I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, but I still believe that I'm valuable. And yeah. like just that, that that's when like when you talk about just that play on word, it, it just brought that to mind where I'm like, okay, like so long as I believe what I need to believe and so long as I set a new goal, mm -hmm. no matter how small it can be, like that's taking a step. So this when when I'm looking at the 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 title, right? Um, they, they counted me out, right? When I wrote this book, this book was for individuals that felt like, like they was counted out, right? So if someone, if someone reads it, right. And again, I, I'm, I was the avatar. I'm the avatar of everything I do, right. Cause I don't know how to talk to me. So when I'm like, they counted me out, people that are in the mindset that I escaped from would gravitate. Yeah. They count me out too. They don't think I could do it too. Let me see that. And then when you start to read, brush you. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 you every everything in right. So if we just look like like just off of the first the first hood lesson right that's on page 14. Like this is focus on the positive right. Hood University lesson number one: focus on the positive. The positive can be you know many many, many things. You you woke up this morning. You're in the present. Like you said, you you're, you're focusing on the present. Cool. That's your first gift of the day. Mm. What are you upset about? You woke up. You got a gift. You're in the present. Your present yeah. is the gift. That's another, it's the same word, right? Hey, I got a present for you. Hey, I got a gift for you. It's the same. Mm. So the present time is your first gift of the day. Focus on that. Be here. Be in the moment. You got up. This is before you get any outside interference. This is why it's important to wake up in the morning and have the right people in your ear. And if you can't have the right people in your ear, you don't have nobody in your ear. And sometimes you're not the right person either. So you got to learn to shut up. You see what I'm saying? You got you to gotta learn to relax and be quiet with yourself and, and let your brain that, that decide that you ain't wake up yet. Give it a chance to like push through the nonsense you created. Relax, be quiet, sit there, take it in. Right now, once you go through that, cool. What, what, what else is positive right now? Yo, I got up. I stood up. Somebody woke up, but they had to get assistance out the bed. I stood up. So I start looking at all of this stuff just like that. And I'm, and, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to myself like, yo, okay, cool. I'm at a high now. I built this force field around me where I could take blow after blow after blow right now, because I built my force field up this morning to where I'm in my own bubble. I'm only worried about me. These are the tasks I have at hand. These are the things that I got to do. These are the people I got to touch today. And I got to communicate with, let me go get focused on me. And let me go out here. Let me go do this. And when that nonsense comes, I'm staying right on my journey. 
Why? Because I built the force field up this morning. I'm, I'm focusing on me, knowing what I need to do. Anything outside, you're bouncing off of me. This is the thing, though. You got to recharge your force field. The, the Tesla, bro, they, they, you can get, they, they got the battery log, got the new car where you got 500 miles. Cool. You still got to recharge. So no matter how, how good you become, how great you become, you got to make sure you're recharging at the necessary times. So now you got to be intentional about knowing, man, I took too many blows. My force field is getting weak because I feel myself starting to get frustrated. If you notice when people start to talk to you, they'll talk to you, they'll talk to you. And then you start to get like, um, you look at your watch. You start thinking about other stuff. You're not listening no more. This is your force field becoming weak. If you know that your first thing that you do when your force field becomes weak is look at your watch. When you feel like looking at your watch, instead of looking at your watch, stop the conversation. Hey, listen, let's go ahead. I got a few things I got to do. We can pick this up at another time. Keep it moving. But if you don't identify the things that weaken you, bro, you're going to get killed in these streets. It's that simple. You know what I'm saying? So we got to just break this thing down, make it simple. Know you. Know how you work. Know your ins and outs. You're with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Nobody should know you better than you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? If, If you got a dog, if you got a dog at the crib, this made me think about this, man. My, my, my wife, she'd be like, yeah, yeah, what's wrong with you sometimes? But it, it was four of us in the house. My dogs would react a different way, no matter who came to the door first. Mm-hmm. It was never the same reaction. If I'm in my wife's car and she pulls up, my dogs would be, mm-hmm. when I pull up and I'm jumping out, it was different. They understand something about us and the way we move so they know who it is without seeing us. So that means they're intentional because about what they want and they want to know who's coming to greet them. Are you intentional? Do you know? Can you tell that person that's coming up to you? Do you Are you around somebody that delivers you bad news 95% of the time? And it's sometimes it's, they're okay to be around. Can you tell that expression when they come to you? When my salespeople come up and they're like, hey, I got the deal. I know they got the deal before they got the deal. Why? Their walk is different. They look different. They're not puzzled. You see, when they don't have it, I'm like, yo, what's wrong? What are we facing? How you know? Oh, blah, blah. Yo, I'm paying attention. Right. My dog does. Why can't I? Because we don't pay attention to things we don't see being important. For me, anything that is moving me along in my journey is extremely important, man. I like, I like that. And just again, breaking it down to the ridiculous, you got to learn to pay attention to yourself first before you can pay attention to your surrounding. Yeah, no, 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 no. Your physical, mental capabilities, man. I had a big problem where um, I, I don't, I don't like confrontation, right? And I don't like confrontation, not because I'm afraid to tell you whatever the hell I feel or however I think, but the environments I'm in now are not the environments where the old me can show up. So I, I have to, I, I have, I have to, I have to work. I'm working on that. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the things I'm mm-hmm. working on. And I say to myself, man, if I say this to them and they say this to me, how am I going to react? If I say to them in this tone and they respond back to me in this tone, am I going to be able to take that back or am I, is my face going to start to get tight? You see what I'm saying? Like I think about this and sometimes I think maybe I overthink it mm-hmm. and I, cause I shouldn't even have to think of, man, if they say this, I'm a, like, why? Like, like, but that's an immaturity within me that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I put myself in conversations little by little to get me there so I can have the uncomfortable conversations Conversations I consider to be uncomfortable that I don't like, 
You see what I'm saying? And I'll avoid them. And in right. avoiding them conversations, I take losses. So mm-hmm. therefore, now, is it really about me avoiding the conversation or should I focus more on the loss, right? I, I, this, is, this is how I'm thinking. What's mm-hmm. the easiest way for me to attack this? And this is what I'm saying. When I'm talking sales, sales is everything. I got to sell myself on this. So right. I'm going to break this whole process down, right? I'm looking at it and I'm going to say, and why am I afraid of this conversation? Am I afraid of this conversation because the way I might act out? Well, why would I act out this mm-hmm. way? I'm immature. Okay, great. But what do you mean you're immature? How are you immature? Because I think I have to be aggressive just because they say something that I don't know how to truly communicate back, right? right. So now I'm like, oh, she lack of communication. So what is the even? What is the meeting about? Let's write it down. What do, what, do, what, what are your points you want to get across? Cool. How are you going to get them across? Okay. What are the questions? What are the transitions for you to do this? The more I'm doing that, I'm not focused on what you're saying to me. I'm focused on me being in in, in my space to sell this whole concept. You see Mm. what I'm saying? So I got to, I got to, I got to rewire me Mm. to go into here different. No matter what you say, you're not going to put your hands on me. You're not going to yell at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, these are things that's just not going to happen because I'm. you're not going to touch me. And mm-hmm. you're not going to talk to me in a way that I wouldn't talk to you because I'll stop. And, 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 and I had to come up with a way for that. So now when, when the voices go up, like, whoa, hold on, time out. <laughs> like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not disrespectful. You shouldn't be. Right? Like, can we just talk it out? Right. That's the approach. But I, I, had to, I had to come up with something. So mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, I got one. What's another way that I can say it? What's another way I can say it? I want five ways to be able to say something. Because if I only have one, what if you take that away like Eminem did dude in 8 Mile and then dude didn't have no more. He ain't had no bars for M. Because M took his power away. So if I only got one way to overcome you, yo, if you defeat that, I'm done. I'm deflated. And now I'm right back to square one. So Mm -hmm. great. I know that that would happen. So let me come up with two, three, four, and five because you're not going to outdo me on five. I got you. You see what I'm saying? And, yep. and I don't feel trapped. So I had to identify the things that made me feel like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Great. What, what can I put in place so I don't have that issue no more? And I could just run on muscle memory. I never understood when he was like, yo, muscle memory. Yo, muscle memory. Yeah, what's that shit? Right. I got it now, though. Yeah. Everything that you hear is not for where you are. It's for later. Some stuff's for later. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and when, if you get it later, that's okay. You don't have to get it now. Everybody's not, everybody's not on the same page. We're going we're gonna to get it at different times. Yeah. And I like what you say about what you get now is, is for later, because it, it, it also, when you realize that it, it gives you a, a freedom to realize that you don't need to get everything at the same time as everybody, because some things are presented in life. And this is, this is one time thing. Like, deals going out, like everything, everything's going like Ghostbusters. And then next thing you look up and you're like a week later, one time thing, one time thing. It's like, wait, you said last week, this was like a a one time thing. And then a few days went by and it's, it's still here. And I think that that's almost that that's, that's that key again, when you, you talk about critical thinking. And if you don't view things as I only have one shot to get this right, like re- recognizing that something isn't working in the moment and you sitting in it longer, like having that conversation, like I'm looking at my watch, I'm falling out of this conversation. Like just being able to put those two things together and be like, okay, I'm not here right now. 
let me stop, like, just let me stop suffering in this moment to where I don't have to pretend to want to care about having a conversation I, I have no interest on or I don't have the energy for right now. It's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I say, I can politely address the person, just say, hey, let's let's circle back to this at another time. Like the person might be upset, they might call you, but it's like, it's not really about how that person treats you at the end of the day. It's always kind of like how you internalize it. Like you could be making up all the scenarios, overthinking, but it's like, what's real? What's really the issue? It, it kind of comes down to that communication and just being clear on you understand where you're at and you understanding where you're at, you do your best to communicate that and you lay your cards on the table and you say, hey, th- this is what's going on. And you leave it there. You don't need to take it further and continue. You, you don't need to write a dissertation just to tell someone, let me take five. Ah. Let, let me let me ask you this question: When you when you when you go into a room, um, a restaurant, right, um, anywhere, and there's rules, and you know the rules, mm-hmm. and you go in, you're okay with following them, right? No big deal, right? If you go in and you don't know the rules, and people every time you go to do something, they keep popping out a new rule on you, you get pissed. You're like, yo, put it up. Tell me the rules. Let me know everything. Can you tell me? Is, are there any more rules I need to know about? You know what I'm saying? Right, you start right. to get frustrated. So the people that are in your life, because you're wishy-washy with your rules and your boundaries, when you finally set something, you disrupt your whole your whole uh, ecosystem. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Like everything is disrupted. But when they know the rules, they respect them. Mm-hmm. But they don't respect them because you don't have them. That means you don't respect them. So why should they? Right. These are the things that we just got to think about. Like when when you know and again this is why when you get your confidence right your your mental toughness your your self esteem when you're locked in and you work on you and that my whole the whole first part of the program that's all that's all the focus is that allows you to set your boundaries hmm. right now you don't even know why you should have them other than i got stuff to do so what you got stuff to do i know everything i got to do and i know that between these hours is when i'm working on this and i got my boundaries set up my right. boundaries are predetermined. There's no deviating from the boundaries. The boundaries are there for a reason. The casino never hits 17. If that blackjack dealer hits 17, they're fired. Hmm. They will never hit 17. Why? They're playing the odds. They're in their boundaries. Set your boundaries. Your boundaries are set for you to win. You see what right. I'm saying? Your, your emotions weaken your boundaries. Hmm. My boundaries cannot. I, I made a rule with myself. When the boundaries are set, they cannot be removed because of emotions. That's simple. It has to make sense, not emotionally. Emotionally, somebody would be like, man, somebody died. They passed away. I got to remove this boundary. Now, I'm not removing my boundary because someone passed. Their life is over. Mine is still going. And maybe they removed, maybe they passed because they removed the boundary. I don't know. Maybe. And somebody be like, nah, they got sick. And okay, cool. Well, maybe they removed the boundary two months ago that allowed them to get sick. I don't know. But the boundary is there for a reason. So become clear on what you want, set your boundaries and just operate within them. Right. You see what I'm saying? So every sport got different boundaries. Every level of your life got different boundaries. Every area, every family member got different boundaries. I got Mm -hmm. family members that are in boxes that the key is thrown away. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thrown away and I'm not going to get it. I ain't looking. If they go find the key and unlock it, we got an opportunity, but I'm not going to get it and unlock it. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? So we got to, we got to do that, man. Like we got to protect everything that we do right here. So set, set them boundaries 
Right. Don't deviate from them, live within them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I'm saying live within them, I want to be very clear. Oh, don't put yourself in like a little box and say, yeah, I can only do this. Right. You can move and still keep your boundaries. You see what I'm saying? Your boundaries move with you. You right. don't get to the edge of them and, and you, you can't cross your boundaries. They right. move with you. You see what I'm saying? But you got to be careful because if you move into the direction where your frustration is, that person might just push right through there because you, you're gravitating towards that. And you, you see, I'm not trying yeah. to go deep because I'm not deep. Well, right, right. But I guess just to just to kind of keep tying things back together, like when you say set your boundaries, it's got to be a boundary that's one it's going to work for you. It's going to make you better than you are and it's going to sustain you. But two, it has to be consistent. Like you've got to keep the rules for yourself the same. You can't make up one thing today and say, I'm not drinking on Monday. And then next week you're, you're drinking. Then you say, okay, I'm not doing this on Tuesday. And then and it's like, I'm not, it's like no, you've, you've got to set up something that works for you. Because like, again, Pointing back to E, you'd always give the caveat of my faith does this for me. I'm not asking you to believe what I believe, but it's Mm -hmm. identify with principles that work for you. And the way that you know something is working for you is if Mm -hmm. you're trying to move from one place to another and what you're doing is getting you there effectively. Like you can't be trying to... you can't be trying to do something and you just you're never making progress to get there. Like no. if you're if you're trying to just walk outside to your mailbox, you don't get on your treadmill like that. that those are two different activities. Like if you're getting on the treadmill to exercise, you're getting on the treadmill to exercise. If you're walking to your mailbox to get the mail, you're walking to your mailbox to get the mail. Like you, you could say that's a form of exercise or whatnot, but being very clear on what the activity is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. That's that That's that conversation, that dialogue that you have to have with yourself to say, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And the moment that the conflict or just those, like when something doesn't sit right with you, being able to kind of take a step back and say, okay, I don't know what's going on, but let me let me circle back to this, like timeout. Yeah, and yeah. let's let's regroup. You know that that's a good way to uh, that's a good way to get rid of uh, associates, friends, um, people that are around you, is for you to to get with yourself and start to have different conversations with yourself, talking to yourself different, putting yourself mm-hmm. on a on another, putting yourself in another lane, right, where you're beginning a separation. And then when you reintroduce yourself, right? And I say reintroduce because after 30 days of being by yourself and focusing on you, you're not the same person. You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're gonna shift. And some of y'all aren't going to make it past the first three days before you start to feel like you need somebody. I, at that point, I want you to remember that you had that somebody for the last five years and you're in a life that you're not happy with. So before you start chasing those those people and those things that you're not happy with for the last five years because you've been with yourself for two to three days by yourself and you're going crazy and you feel like you need them, you have to look at why you're where you are, why you're doing what you're doing because you're not happy. Those people helped you to get there, right? And you allowed them to do so. So get by yourself, start to communicate with yourself, talk to yourself differently. Read books like, yo, I'm in my car, I'm, I'm listening to audio books, I'm reading books. I, I sat on a plane and read my own book, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to find out 
What did I write in that book that I, that I might've missed? I can expand on some more or, or something that wakes me up, right? So when you get by yourself and you're reading and you're studying, when you go to reintroduce the new you to the people you left, you're going to identify a couple things and it's going to be so ugly and it's going to look so nasty. You're going to identify that the conversations they're talking about that you was engaged in for years sound so damn stupid. You're not going to believe that, yo, they're sitting there the same way, talking the same way. You're going to feel like an outcast. And this is only 30 days. You're going to try to get in and, and, and entertain and you're going to try to mingle and you're going to feel out of place. And some of you are going to walk in the room and you're going to feel extremely damn happy. Yo, stay there. You're not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay there. You're not ready. If you don't walk right out, if you don't realize, like, yo, I still love this. Cool. Let me get out. I still need more developing to do. If you're like, I'm just going to enjoy the night. Yo, just, just stay there. You're not ready yet. Mm. Those who go in there, when you walk in and you feel like, ooh, mm, you start to just see how they look. And you like, man, ooh, they sound like the way they look. I see what's happening. Yo, they will get away from you. <laughs> They will get away from you because they don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. You don't want to hear what they want to hear. So now this is where you fall into another space where you really start to feel lost because now you're, you're by yourself, but you, 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 you really want to be around people. So you fail. And then when you get over there, you really don't feel comfortable, but you're not all the way comfortable with being by yourself yet. Yo, just keep fighting. And this is where you got to open up to, to your day two people. People that are around you that have been trying to show you love, but you've been pushing away because they're pushing you towards what it is you say you want. But you're avoiding them because they're like a hassle to you. They're aggravation. What you're going to notice is the more you get by yourself and focus, that person now begins to feel like a blessing, not an aggravation. The people that you was hanging with now become the aggravation. You see what I'm saying? So now you're over here and you're in this and you're working. You're still going to want to put your feet in these waters. You're going to test them a little bit. Right. This is when I need you to like really be more disciplined. Never when they call your phone, I know when they call your phone, don't let the phone just ring like you missed a call. Hit the button. Like hit the button. You got to, yo, you got to hit the button because when you finally do talk to them, you want to say, you want them to say, did you hit the button on me when I called? Cause you know, mm -hmm. you go directly to voicemail. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, I did, man. I was, I was busy. Yeah. I don't hit the button on me or all right, whatever. And then they call again. You're busy. You're in your hours and your boundaries hit the button again. Mm. You're going to notice they're either going to respect your boundaries and not call you between the hours that you say you're busy in. Right. And they're going to call you after that, or they're just going to stop calling you. You have to be okay with either one. Bro, that's, Oof. that's simple. You got to be right. okay with either. Right. And just that, that being okay with it, it, it's, it goes back to that, the conversation you have with yourself, starting in the mirror and being honest, because it's like, if, if you say you want better, you know where you're at currently. And if you know where you're at and you know it's not working, just having that dialogue with yourself to say, what is it about my situation that I don't currently like? And how can I change it? If you truly want that, you've got to set that boundary and you've got to respect that boundary consistently. And consistently. If, if you dabble in the waters or just going and talking to the people you used to talk to, or you're talking to those that want better for you, you've got to be a observant of yourself to say, okay, like, how am I responding to this new situation or to this old situation? Is it the same as before, or am I making progress in the direction that I want? Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely, and and that that honesty that's that's hood uh, hood university lesson number five. Honesty, and when we hear it, we think, man, I'm not a liar, bro. You lied to yourself five times this morning and this early, but we don't count that as a lie. We say, oh, I'm gonna go do this, and that's how I look at it. Right? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go work out. I'm going to go play ball. If I don't go, man, you're a liar. You lied to yourself. Because if somebody called me and said, yo, 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 P, we're going to go play some ball tomorrow. And then they ain't show. I'm like, yo, bro, you lied. Like, you played me, bro. Why you ain't show up? Mm-hmm. And we'll hold other people accountable. But honestly, we got to we gotta hold ourselves accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to hold ourselves to that same scrutiny. I, mean, I, I never used that word. I think, yeah, that was right. Right? We got to hold. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit it yeah, right I be there. Throwing words in there hey, listen, it hit me. I'm like, yo, let me do that, right? Yeah. Again, before I went and I had the confidence, and I like to point this out when I do it because I think so many people feel alone. You know what I mean? And and every once in a while, like I'll, I'll throw something out and I'll say something, and I'm like, man, did I use it right? And I'm asking, I, I like, I'll be like, yo, did, did I use that right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking because I'm trying to like make somebody else feel like messed up or try to like I I really don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think I did it. I think I'm right. That's why I said it. Mm-hmm. But I want to be I want to be certain, and I want I think more people need to go back to being to being kids like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why my company is re-empower. Re-empower yourself to be that kid that you once was. The one that asked all the questions, the ones that wasn't, the one that wasn't afraid, you know, to go out and do something. If I get in trouble for it, so what? I'm going to come out tomorrow or after my days of punishment and I'm going to do something else. I might not do that again, but I'm mm-hmm. going to do something else, but I'm going to keep being fearless in life. And, and the older we get, the, the, the more fearful we become. You know what I'm saying? As we go from fearless to fearful, and how do we get back to that? So that that's the that's the whole company, right? Like re-empower, re-empower, like take like this is put that power back in you. You know, fifth quarter this thing, man. And, and that just means be very intentional every day. Re-empower yourself to be that kid you once was fearless. You know, mm-hmm. as kids, we get scars all over our body. We break some bones, right? We, we, we're daredevils and we get old and play it safe. And, and, and playing it safe, playing it safe will keep you with a boss. Playing playing it safe will, will, will keep you check to check. Playing it safe will keep you miserable. Playing it safe will, will, will keep you being comfortable in your own hell. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to play safe. Playing safe never got me nothing. I, I left my mother's house with nowhere to go. I was on the streets homeless, walking, and I, I had all my luggage with me. All I had was a duffel bag, a garbage bag, and a, and a bag that strapped across by the time I had to walk in that blizzard, all I had was my was my was my duffel bag. Mm. With my clothes, everything else was gone. Somebody got it. I don't know where it had it's gone. I dropped it. it. It was too much weight for me to carry. I carried what I could at the time. And that's you, that, that's you right now in your life. You're, you're, you're dealing with something. Things, things, things are hard, and you're feeling like, man, you can't carry no more. I promise you, I wish I never put my bags down because I would only had to walk that journey one time. But because in that journey, I felt as though like that was the, that was everything. I, I didn't think that it would just be once. I didn't think I just had to survive it once. I thought I had to survive it forever. Don't don't drop what you have. Don't don't give up. Don't don't give up and let and let things go just because you're frustrated and you're and you're in the struggle. This is building you. I would never, I slept in my car for, for, for a whole summer. I slept in my car. I'm talking about like, it was winter. The whole winter slept in my car, a Subaru, 1988, 89 Subaru, limo it to the floor. I moved it from parking lot to pocket space to parking space in my projects. And I slept in this car. Like that was my kingdom. I would jump in the back when I want to lay down and go to sleep. I'm in the living room when I'm up front. Like, yo, I, I'm like, I'm being hundred percent honest with y'all. You're, you're being built for something right now. 
You're being built for something, and what you're being built for, don't 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 deviate, don't alter, because there's some there's some there's something higher. Whatever you believe in, there's there's someone, something is building you for what's to come. If you run away from the build, you're messing it up. You're messing it up. It's not for you to see. It's in the moment. So I'm telling you, yo, I, I regret dropping my bags because. I only had a little bit of clothes as it was. So when I got to the destination, I didn't even have the stuff I wanted. Stuff didn't even match. I ended up with like three outfits out of the whole daggone bag that really went together. I left everything back there because I, I was I was too focused on the moment and not the journey. The journey's gonna end, man. So don't 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 drop your bags. Keep keep going. Man, that's a message right there. That's a word. But I guess on on that note, how can people get in touch with you? Oh man, Instagram. Um, Instagram is, you know, I don't even know my Instagram handle. I'd be, I'd be staying off social media now. I don't care. Uh, fifth quarter living, man. Uh, social quarter. media just, yeah. On Instagram, just, you know, fifth quarter living five T H quarter living, uh, fifth quarter living. That's, that's, that's what it is, man. Everywhere. And, and listen, this is what I want to do, man. Anybody, you know, through your platform, you can put it in a, in, in your, in your link, whatever, however you want to do it. But, um, anybody who sees this, man, if you're, if you're in like that sales world, like I'm, I'm passionate about this and, and I want people to win. And it, it, and when I say if you're in the sales world, I'm talking direct sales mm-hmm. or if you just know you're in the process of, I need to sell me to me. It works. It's all the same, right? It, it, it's all the same process. I, I want to go ahead, man. Anyone that reaches out to me uh, through, through, through your platform, uh, I, I want to take three people. I want to take three people. And for the next 90 days, I want to really, I want to just work with them. Um, that's my thing. I think a lot of people, everybody try to sell stuff like, yo, here, buy this and buy that. Yeah. Nah, nah, this is right now I'm in a season, man. And in and, and this season, I, I want to develop. I want to develop myself. I want to develop others. Right. And see, most people don't even want to throw themselves in there. But I, I, listen, I'm stingy, too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm stingy. Um, that, that's what helps with the give back. So, yeah, I want to develop. Anybody reach out. I, I want to help three people um, that come through your platform, bro. And, and this is, um, and I want, I want to help them to win. So I'm going to put them through the, I'm going to give them the whole, I'm going to give them the sales game. Um, three months, man. Well, nine, yeah, three months, we'll go through it. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to see people grow, man, and just see see where they are at the end, right? The old you versus the new you. Um, yeah. See 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 where you are, man. And uh, yeah, so that's it, man. Fifth quarter living, reach out to me, inbox me, whatever. Um, yeah, let's, let's work, man. Let's work. I appreciate that. And, and what, what I also like that you said, it's, um, just that being unashamed of like being off of social media and and not like just being so much. So in doing the personal work on yourself and just being like, Oh, like I I haven't been on social media. I think that that's a powerful thing in itself where it's like, you you're you're more aware of the work that you're doing on yourself you're not preoccupied with what's going on outside of you and that work that you're doing it just comes through in conversation it comes through in just what you're able to relate to you're not you're not um having to constantly think about like what did i do yesterday like do i do i need to change my story up to match this because no it's like you're being consistent in the relationship with yourself in the boundaries that you've set up and in the way that you're pursuing whatever comes next you know but let, let's be intentional man uh, um because i want to i want to really be clear on that mm-hmm. uh, i would love to have a huge presence on social media mm-hmm. it, it doesn't fit into my personality right now Right. right. So remember when I told you, like, you know, just immature, I, I want it, I need it, but it's not my strong suit. It's a, it's a real weakness for me. Mm-hmm. I, that's very organized. 
You know what I mean? I'm, I got to sit down and do this. My ADHD throws me all over the place. Okay. I can say that's the excuse. Yeah. The ADHD. Cool. I can still figure out. Even if I did two seconds a day and wrote out a sentence, I can figure it out and develop content for the week. So I can't use that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a mind, it's a mind shift for me that I haven't been able to make coming from the inner city. Mm-hmm. hustling. I want you all in my business. I want to be all up in your face. You know what I mean? Telling you like, this, like, that's not my thing. I, I'm not, you know, when I'm in rooms, I'm not like, oh, I'm not no groupie, bro. I come, I come from a hood. My mm-hmm. hood ain't never ride nobody's coattail. We done been in airports. We seen people, you know what I'm saying? We done been in restaurants sitting there. People, they looking at us like, yo, they ain't even, oh, bro, we don't give a fuck about y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's been my attitude. So when it's like social media, I'm like, yo, that's I gotta check in with you, do this with you, ain't doing all that. Right. So a lot of it, when I trace it back, I'm like, okay, cool, you're conditioned like this, but really, why? You have a weakness of being organized. When you got to sit down and write out content, you got to spell it. So now you're sitting over there using spell check to try to get the word. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more complicated, it becomes more confusing. And, and my mentor, he like, yo, see, CJ told me, he said, yo, he said, yo, P. Oh, just write it out. Nobody's reading it but you. I yeah. know, but the for me, the fact that I'm writing it and I and I and I really don't know how to spell it all the way, and I'm and I'm going by this word, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm letting myself down. I'm doing myself an injustice. I got to figure that shit out right now. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So these are the things that I'm working out. So it's not I don't want to be on social media. I figured out how can I do what I need to do without being on there. Right, right. So now what happens is once I find the right person. To be able to get on there and do what I need to do, yo, I have this angle and I have that angle, and then there'll be another angle. So I'm saying that to say this, yo, stop thinking because everybody around you is doing something that you don't have a superpower that you can go do something to to become profitable. Right. Because I'm still living. You see what I'm saying? Could I live better if my social media presence was there? Yep. Mm-hmm. But if my social media presence was there, would I have the presence outside of social media that would always be there too? Right. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And exactly to the point of what you're saying, what I, what I was pointing to, and, and just to give you a bit of praises to that, no matter of like you being able to acknowledge why you're not on social media and kind of going through the list of like, this might be an excuse, but it's also something I'm not able to address right now. And you just being honest with that, but also giving yourself grace in that way. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to obsess about it. It's something you know. Okay, I, I can do this, but maybe I need help in this way. And knowing that this isn't my strong suit, I'm not just going to go hit my head on the wall and forget about the success I'm having offline and just be like, I have to present this thing. It's like it's not always about presenting a face. Sometimes you're better off being who you are through and through first thing in the morning rather than trying to keep up with someone else or trying to keep up with what appears right rather than just being transparent and saying, this is who I am right now. It's not forever, but right now it's here. This might be what's limiting me from getting in this other arena, but I know I have an idea of what's keeping me away and what can maybe help me bridge the gap. I might not focus on that right now, but at least I'm aware and I'm clear on where I'm at. And I think just that that personal self-awareness is bigger than just saying, I've got this. Like you might not have it today on the day that we're recording, but tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. New day. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome, man. Thank you, Pierre, so much for this interview. And thank you for most importantly, just your time, just 
being able to converse with you and just have that for, for me, myself, just having the conversation and being able to reach out to people and just communicate one-on-one has been doing the mirror work and not putting, um, not putting people on a pedestal, but at the same time, being able to respect the other person on the other side as we can have a meaningful exchange and just being able to value what the other person is saying and, and learn something in the exchange. So I thank you for that. Oh man. Oh, the pleasure is mine, man. I appreciate you having me on, man, and sharing your platform. Listen, anytime, reach out. I truly appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you.